What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Cooldown Time. My name's Marco. I'm your graphically outdated host of the show. Joining me, as always, is none other than the technical mess of the show, Pablo. Pablo, look, man, we're here. Made it to the new year, 2024. We got here. How are you feeling, man? Talk to me. Feeling good. New year. Ready for some new games, new experiences. Another full year of the podcast. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things to come in this new year. I hope absolutely. You know, yeah. yep. Same here, man. I want to talk to you real quick, man. Before we get the show rolling, we're in the spirit of the new year. I want to talk. I want to talk New Year's resolutions, but I don't want to talk life resolutions because we know we're not going to the yeah, gym. Yeah. We already know we're not doing that. Um, yeah, hell nah. You know, Fuck the gym. Um, but what we're gonna do instead is I want to ask you, what is your New Year's gaming resolution for 2024? If you happen to have one. I do. I do. I mean, last year, I, last year, I, you know, I decided to play less games. I kind of did that. So I was kind of true to my resolution to a certain extent. But this year, I am going to focus on trusting my video game instincts a little bit more. Uh, Mm. You know, expound. I just feel like if I know a game isn't for me based on genre or, or an art style or anything like that, don't buy it. Don't buy that shit. Just don't do it because I I run into that. I, time is limited. Too many Pablo ass games coming out this year for me to start delving into the minutia of video games just because either it's getting critically acclaimed or some some content creator is talking about it. I, I gotta I gotta understand. I know me. I know me. I know I know my video games proclivities, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to I don't want to delve into anything else. I mean, you know, there are, there's some exceptions like last year's big game, Baldur's Gate three. It's not really a Pablo game, but I gave it a chance based on you know certain aspects of it. But I mean, I didn't like Blasphemous one. Why the fuck did I buy Blasphemous two last year? Oh my god! I mean, like, you what, ne- what, are, you never what are we doing? Me. Yeah, I mean, because it was terrible. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> I just didn't. No, it was. It's not that it was terrible. It's just not not my game. So this year, without a doubt, trust my video game instincts. I've never been let down by them. If I know a game ain't for me, it ain't for me. Mm. So I gotta I gotta get off that shit. So that's where I'm at. Man, that's gonna help me play even less games, so I can kind of uh, concentrate on, on on the other stuff. You know why you get on my nerves? How about you? you know, do you know why you get on my nerves, Pablo? Because well, you get on my nerves for a lot of reasons, but you get on my nerves <laughs> predominantly because of the times where we will have the same answer to something. And and yeah. what I don't like is that you took my entire New Year's gaming resolution and you claimed it for yourself. <laughs> that was wrong. Uh, you can't be, looking at my, even can't be looking at my notes like that. Because I actually have a pretty similar one, honestly. Um, you know, oh, that's hilarious. I, I feel like what I did in 2023... And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, is I try to be, you know, for lack of a better term, for the streets when it comes to the games. <laughs> you know, like not for the I'm streets. Like, yeah, I'll, why not? I'll try this kind of game. I'll try that kind of game because I think I came into last year with such an open mind to try new experiences out that I really kind of lost sight of locking into the types of games and genres and aesthetics that really please me the most. And so 
Right. I found myself prioritizing games based on, and I, I man, I can kick myself because I, I usually don't do this, but the zeitgeist really got yeah, yeah, really yeah. got a hold of me last year in a way where it was like, I, I know you just mentioned Baldur's Gate three, but it's probably the freshest example for me too of like, you know, okay, there's there's other stuff I want to you know play or maybe go back and replay, but. Baldur's Gate 3 is the big thing, so I need to see if this is for me. And I, I kind of force myself down that path when I normally am a little bit more organic about where I go next in terms of what I play. Right. So I, I kind of want to get back to that in 2024 and kind of stay true to um, what genuinely piques my interest rather than, oh my God, everybody's saying Baldur's Gate 3 or the, the whatever the next Baldur's Gate 3 type of thing is. Well, this is the, the next big thing and it's the best thing that's ever happened to this genre, blah, 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 and not get so swept up in the hoopla that I end up, you know, just kind of selling myself short of what I want I, to play and playing games that I feel like I need to play, if that makes sense. I think... I think 2023 sent us reeling because we were trusting our instincts in that Final Fantasy 16 was going to be one of the best games of the year. Uh, Diablo 4, and in and, yeah. and, and, and my example, uh, Spider-Man 2. And so when those games didn't work out, games that, for the most part, are games that are definitely our kinds of games, then we were like, okay, now we got to find that next big thing. And we got that's kind of where I fell into it, trying to find the next big best indie and whatnot. So it, 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 there's circumstances surrounding our, our choices last year that, that definitely brought us to, to, to do things that we wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Well, at yeah. least in your case, because yeah. that, that, that's me. I, the year before last and the last, I was buying all the oh, games. Oh, you were out here. Every game, I was, I was, I was buying everything. So, yeah. but. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where we land this year in terms of, uh, of what games we play, what we prioritize. Because I, you know, I think this is going to be a really good year. I, I people are already like, you can't compare it to 2023. I don't know, man. There might be some games in 2024 that might be just in terms of overall might be the better uh, year for me. So yeah. I got to kind of keep those options open instead of kind of getting lost in other bullshit games. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that 100. It, it was, it was like. I think I was at my best in 2022 because I was a little bit, you know, it, it sounds shitty to say, but I was a little bit more closed minded and I ended up having a better year because the things that I did want to experiment with were things that did kind of hit a note or two that actually, you know, struck a chord with me. And I'm like, oh, OK, I'll try out uh, Stray, this weird cat game, but it's in this dystopian cyberpunk world. Oh, that's kind of a me thing. Yep. I felt like I was a little bit more in tune with like what was, you know, what appeals to me, you know, organically this time around, man, I'm like, okay, uh, a fishing game called Dave, the diver. And, and this one's dredge. And I'm not poo pooing those games, but I'm like, I was like, right. They're not I had that moment where like, but, you know, good and damn well, that's not your bag, man. <laughs> I, you know, I think you could be closed minded. These these fucking things cost seventy dollars, oh. and and they're time consuming. They're not like a, a two hour movie. They're seven. They're seventy, eighty, ninety, thirty, twenty hours of your time. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, we could be closed minded as fuck when it comes to these oh, games. Man, I'm gonna be. I'm I'm gonna be a nuisance this year. We could be downright Republicans. <laughs> oh <laughs> <video> no. <games. laughs> there goes. Half the audience. All right. Um, all right, man. Well, look, it is finally time to leave 2023 in the rear view and look ahead to 2024. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to ring in the new year in a big way, though, on this week's episode by uh, dedicating this show to making some bold predictions for what 2024 in gaming has in store for us. 
So uh, we have a pretty jam-packed episode. We're going to first we're going to talk about the predictions that we made last year to see how good and bad we did. Uh, then we're going to dive into uh, Xbox predictions, Nintendo predictions, PlayStation predictions, and then we're going to do third-party predictions. Um, and we're going to see where we land here, man. But uh, I got a lot of interesting takes here that I'm going to be revealing, and I'm sure you got some spicy ones yourself that might be bold, but um, let's go yeah. for it. Let's see what we got, man. So why don't we go ahead and dive right into uh, what is essentially going to be the main event of this episode, uh, which is the Checkpoint Chat. Let's get started. It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. All right. So as promised, this is a predictions special this week, but we are going to double back really briefly to talk about last year uh, to let the listeners know how right or close to right or dead wrong we were uh, with our predictions. <laughs> so, uh, Pablo, we have compiled all of our predictions from last year. Let's kind of run through these briefly, but uh, I'll kick things off. I'll talk about what you had predicted and um, we'll see how you landed here. Um, so, Pablo, you uh, you were right about one thing, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> last year uh you were correct in predicting that xbox would not acquire a single studio even after the abk deal was complete so good job there uh you hey, in retrospect that's a fucking layup it, they were in the middle of a of a of a of a you know court summonings and being fucking <laughs> chastised for buying shit of course they weren't gonna buy anything it was low-hanging goddamn cheater, it was low-hanging fruit but i also bricked that layup uh as you'll discover soon uh, but you were close on a few predictions, Pablo. You did predict uh, that we would get an announcement of a new Metal Gear Solid remake um, and that it would not be directed by or developed by Bluepoint. Um, right. I think you specified it would be multi-platform, but you did get the game wrong. Uh, you, you did say it was going to be MGS1 uh, and you hoped it would be MGS3, but it ended up, of course, being uh, Snake Eater after all. Uh, you did also say it would launch in 2023, but all we did get was did. a collection, of course, of uh, badly ported Metal Gear Solid games last year. Uh, so you got a partial credit there for that one. So not bad, not bad. Um, you also predicted that Nintendo would drop a 2D Mario game. So you were partially right there, but you added we would also get a 3D Donkey Kong game. So you were only half correct there. That's what you get. Should have just that, shut my mouth. That's what you get for trying to double up. Up on your predictions within yeah. your predictions you you screwed yourself there. oh man i'm a, i i did it this year again uh, double up mcgee <laughs> that's what they call him uh and of course you predicted uh that sony's first party output would be weak which you were correct on to an extent we did get spider-man 2 uh and although it was not exactly a weak game i think the first party output was limited to just one really good game so you know you, you do kind of get some points for that and but partial. And also, Spider-Man was such a, a, a huge selling game and and, and, and so popular yeah. and, and good that to call it, uh, I called it anemic. <laughs> to call the, the output anemic would be uh, disingenuous, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's who you are. Yeah. Um, and then you were wrong. <laughs> oh, disingenuous? Damn. <laughs> you were coming after me. You were wrong about some things, too. It's my favorite part. <laughs> um now, you were wrong in predicting that Gear 6 would be revealed in 2023 with Cliffy B being announced as the game consultant for the new title. Uh, thank God for the Cliffy B part, that is. Um, <laughs> you were also wrong in saying that Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2 would both be delayed out of 2023. Dead-ass wrong. Just totally dead-ass wrong. Dead wrong. Decomposing-ass wrong. 
um, you claimed Sony would pull the trigger and finally buy Square Enix, which did not happen. In fact, they basically uh-uh. were like, no, nah, we're actually going to start being even more third party than, than usual. <laughs> uh, so completely wrong there. Um, you did predict that the Switch 2 would be announced. Um, didn't happen. You also said that Sony would start offering third party games, uh, AAA games day one on PS Plus, which couldn't be more wrong. Uh, if you tried. And then, last but not least, you did say that you thought Xbox's first-party games would have an open critic score of 83 or higher and not and actually would have multiple nominations and wins at the Game Awards uh, and stated that Xbox would not raise Game Pass prices either in 2023. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, <laughs> everything's so wrong. All wrong, everything. Um, so... Uh, n- not a terrible year, Pablo. You you were kind of in the ballpark a little bit there, but you know mm-hmm. you, you do wild out sometimes. Uh, but you know it is what it is. Now uh, tell the people how your boy did. Yeah, Marco's just throwing me some flowers because uh, Marco did pretty well this year, uh, uh, comparatively speaking, at least. I mean, comparatively, it was very black and white me. for me this year. I was either right or de- yeah, dead right. That's right. So we'll start off with what what Marco was right with. Uh, Marco predicted Grand Theft Auto 6 would be revealed in 2023. Yep. He even specified that the trailer would focus on single player and will showcase the location of the game uh, with a 2024 release window. Uh, he, he just got so much of that right. It just, it, it's, it, come on. You, you really couldn't do better than that, honestly. Uh, I mean, the year was wrong, but, you know, it, you know. I, right, right. But, I mean, you got the, the trailer focus on single player, showcase the location, and that it would be revealed in 2023. Like, and that happened, like, right towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you came in right at the nick of time and got that correct. So, Marco rightfully predicted Starfield will be delayed till the second half of 2023. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that was that's a pretty good prediction. They did, Xbox did claim that the game would come out in the first half of that year, so that, that that's good. Yep. Uh, Marco, Marco Damas. That's right. Cur- yeah, correctly predicted that we would not get a new Switch announcement in 2023. Also specified that Nintendo will have, uh, will plan, uh, will, what's it, Nintendo will have a plan uh, that will come to light in 2024, which again, 100% correct. That's our listening Fuck to me. you. I mean, listen to me. I mean, <laughs> That's right. And lastly, uh, Marco was again on the money when he predicted that Game Pass prices will increase. And he, it was very specific before the release of Starfield, and it really, Really, I think I think the price raised like a week before Starfield came out. So like right on, nobody cares. Mm. I care. Uh, the people care. Like Marco said, he was very black and white about this, so he didn't really get anything that was in the middle. So we're gonna go right into what uh, Marco got wrong. We don't have to cover this part. Marco, we can, predict- no, we don't have to cover this part. We got you know in the, <laughs> nah, in let's the go ahead interest of time, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, we got the time. I got time. <laughs> Marco predicted that we would get a Dino Crisis remake. Sadly, that did not happen. I don't happen. remember saying that. No, but you said no. it. It's on. I'll pull up That's the receipts. That's a typo. That's a typo. <laughs> Marco also said Diablo 4 would be delayed after the ABK, ABK closure in order to make it a day one Game Pass game. Uh-uh. No dice. I'll accept that one. Uh, yeah. Marco went crazy with spending other people's money. <laughs> As you predicted, Sony would purchase CD motherfucking Project Red. My man was on crack cocaine that day in order to gain access to uh, uh, GOG. He also stated Xbox would acquire Asobo Studios and NetherRealm Studios, none of which happened. 
Those are good predictions, though. I mean, they, they work very closely with, with Xbox. Uh, yeah. And then Marco also incorrectly predicted that Metro Prime 4 will officially cease development for Switch. And through leaks, we will find out that Metro Prime 4 would be a Switch 2 launch game. I feel like that Switch one is a contender right there for a, uh, for a maybe, though. I think that one's still a pending because yeah, it, it definitely I mean, ain't it coming out on the regular Switch. I mean... Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. But I mean, you did say this would happen in 2023, and this is what this is about. So don't try oh, to weasel your way out of your wrongness, sir. All right. <laughs> uh, he also predicted we would get a Bloodborne remake from Bluepoint with cut content from the original game making its way onto the remake. Mm, no, I didn't. Uh, nope. That was so fucking specific. Didn't I don't even. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mark also missed his prediction on the Sony and Konami and uh, that they would announce a Metal Gear Solid remake with Bluepoint. And Virtual Studios co-developing the game, and that it will be an early 2024 game exclusive to Sony. Who writes this I mean, stuff? you did get Wasn't the Virtual Studio part right, uh, <laughs> but that's about yeah. it. Uh, and it's not exclusive to Sony; it is going to be multi-platform. And then, lastly, Marco predicted we would get a Perfect Dark trailer at E3, <laughs> confirming it would be a third-person <clears throat> game, but also have a first-person toggle. This man is out of his mind. There was no E3 to begin. <laughs> they canceled motherfucking E3. They said, "Fuck your E3." <laughs> <laughs> And the game was also a no-show and anything equivalent to a 2023. I can't hear you. So, You're to, breaking up. Man, this man said E3, and E3 was like, no, nah, we're not letting that happen. Cans, we're fucking dead. We're done. All right. I didn't put all that sauce on your shit that you got wrong. I only <laughs> called you like two names. Hey. All right. Yeah, that's true. But you did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But at, at the end of the day, you was wrong. You're wrong as hell. I don't need the people losing confidence in me like this already. That's not what I need. All right. What I need for you to do <laughs> is let me take back control of this show that you're clearly dis- derailing, disrupting, disturbing. Um, because that's hilarious. It's time to move on. All right. Hey, man. Be careful with your predictions. Something else might get fucking canceled out of forever. Like oh, E3, you, yeah. you killed E3. Listen, I, I got, I got some things here. Most of mine are are, are game related, but you know we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But look, um, that was our 2023 predictions uh, in review, uh, as it were. Uh, so now it's time to go ahead and focus on 2024. And Pablo, we are going to start things off with Team Green. That is, of course, Xbox. Now, uh, Pablo, you and me have both come up with three predictions and maybe some maybe some walk-ons if we're feeling like dropping some extra gems for the people right now. But uh, I want to start yep. with our, our, our three here. Um, and I want to give you first dibs here. So take this wherever you want to go. Okay. If you want to go with your spiciest one first, feel free. Your least spiciest, whatever order you think is best. But drop your first one. Let's go. Yeah, I think this is the year Xbox starts to reach back into their deep pockets here. Uh, they recently talked positively about CMA saying they were tough but fair, which we all know is bullshit. So they're trying to soften them up for something. Okay. Here's what I think. Mm. I think because Embracer Group is having so much problems economically, I think that because Xbox already has a relationship with this team, that they're going to go ahead and buy them. And I'm talking about Crystal Dynamics. Uh, you know, I, they've been helping with, with Perfect Dark. Uh, and with the purchase of this studio, they get obviously Tomb Raider, which is a legendary franchise, a, a, a lucrative IP, uh, and the possibility of reviving games like Legacy of Kane. And I know this game isn't exactly like gre- great in terms of like you and me and how what we think about it, but I'm talking about Gex. Now, Xbox doesn't really have that mascot platformer. I know Banjo, Kazooie, or whatever, fuck that 
thing. <laughs> I I'd rather have a Gex um, platformer uh, any day any day of the week. So I think that that's my I think that's where we're going with this. And obviously, Crystal Dynamics has a relationship with Marvel already with the Avengers game that didn't do great. But if if, if Xbox is looking to get their own Marvel game besides um, the one they already have with Blade, they can have that possibility here with a, with a team that already has that relationship with Marvel Studios. So that that's my first Xbox prediction. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty bold one, man. But I could, you know, I, if this was last year, I would have probably laughed right in your face. Right now, I'm, I'm only smirking because I think there's <laughs> a little bit of fear in my heart. That could be a thing. Um, but, you know, yeah. it, it, it kind of depends on some factors with Embracer. With they're all They're in all kinds of weird you know, positions right now. Oh yeah. Killing off teams and laying people off left and right. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. But look, um, I do have, uh, an acquisition prediction of my own. Uh, I do think that Microsoft will make one final studio acquisition for this generation. And, uh, yep. It's the same studio I predicted last year, uh, at Xbox, (laughs) at Xbox's summer game showcase, Pablo. I, I really believe this is the year that Xbox will officially announce the acquisition of a Sobo studio. Uh, they are, if if you're wondering the makers of Microsoft flight simulator, uh, and a plague tale. So I I expect there to be like a brief little speech, uh, just a speech about, you know, their 12 year history working with Xbox and working with them on Microsoft flight sim, uh, as, as sort of their public facing rationale as like a, Oh, this makes sense because they already kind of already, they're already in bed. They're already smashing kind of a prediction, uh, (laughs) you know, so they're going to, they're going to make it official. And I think this is going to be the year where it happens prior to the release of, uh, the new flight sim, which is supposed to come out this year. Uh, so I think that's, I think that's, what's going to happen. So I know I'm kind of rehashing an old one. I just think I was a little too, um, trigger happy last year with this one when I think it makes more sense now as something that kind of gives the new flight sim, uh, release a bit more oomph, uh, with having the acquisition news kind of, uh, you know, giving it a little bit more backing. So that that's what I'm going with for predictions on acquisitions. Yeah, I, I think it's only a matter of time before they, they purchase a sub. I think it's kind of how PlayStation kind of flirted with Bluepoint for so long until they finally yeah. purchased them. That was kind of like we already knew that was going to happen, even though we had no official uh you know details about it but i feel like it's only a matter of time before that happens so that's a that's a definitely good prediction i hope it happens Mm -hmm. that'd be another uh good studio for xbox to to uh, own yeah all right so uh i'm gonna keep it with the games here uh well i'm gonna start with the games here uh xbox has stated that they plan to release four first party games a year um when i look at the games coming in 2024 i don't i'm not sure those games I'm not sure those games will be enough. You got Hellblade 2 and Avowed being done by studios that generally create high quality games, but they're usually on the smaller side. When you look at the Outer World, it's it's definitely a Bethesda-like RPG, but it's on the smaller side. The first Hellblade is also a smaller game. Even though they're expanding these games, and I have I have reason to believe that Hellblade 2 and uh, Avowed will be bigger than its pre- their previous games, I still feel like Xbox needs something a little bit more to kind of bolster their output. And so with that, I think that we're going to actually get South of Midnight. Uh, this time around, uh, the studio uh, that that made We Happy Few. It's been so long since We Happy Few, and this game did hasn't gotten a lot of uh, 
details in terms of it of, of what it is but i feel like it's a game that we're gonna get fairly soon in addition to that i think we're all this is me i should Here shut up go. now but i'm gonna keep going <laughs> Here we go. i this this was kind of a uh, this is this is kind of like a layup i think is that we're finally gonna get the much anticipated indiana jones game uh and i think and i'll take a page out of your book i think uh based on some rumors that i've seen that this is going to be a first person and third person game there's going to be moments where you flip we go back and forth on that game and lastly uh a highly detailed revamp oblivion remaster we, we're gonna see <laughs> that this year as well three in one prediction <laughs> I did, but because I, I wanted to talk about like the games that are coming out this year, where like okay. first four party games, okay, Hellblade and a and a vowed short, but then what are the other the other the other two like uh, Flight Simulator? Like that's not really going to get people excited, and and the fourth one is rumored to be Indiana Jones, but we don't quite know what that is. Double Fine Hustle has been rumored to shadow drop something, so I don't know if, if having smaller studios release those games is going to be enough. So that's why I'm kind of going all out, especially with the South of Midnight and the Indiana Jones pair. And the Oblivion remaster has been rumored for a very long time, and it's also part of the leak from the uh, uh, from the all, the CMA and all that stuff. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I just feel like this has got to be a year where Xbox keeps the momentum going, and they can't really rely too much on two to three games to, to get them past the, the finish line based on the fact that they need to get really good high quality games out there uh, to kind of change the narrative a little bit on on what they're doing. So that, that's where I'm at with my number two prediction. I, I, I love the idea of it, but I, I think, uh, at least I'm thinking, your, your critical error in thought is I, I think you're still not mentally associating Call of Duty next year as an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> And I think that's yeah. going to be a big thing for them, especially if it comes out on Game Pass. Then, oof, but, yeah, I don't know if they got to rush other I, stuff I kinda out the door, took though. That, right, that's, that, that's true. And, but I kind of took that into consideration in that I don't know if, if, if the rumored Golf War Call of Duty game is going to come out on Game Pass. I, you know, just based on the, the deals they want to make and, and the good, quote-unquote, good, goodwill for PlayStation, uh, I don't know if they'll do that just yet. But I mean, if that's the case, uh, then it is what it is. But I, I do feel like games like like South of Midnight, I think that's a smaller game, a smaller game that people are anticipating or, or really realizing. I don't think it's going to be this huge AAA experience either. So okay, you know, I, I, I that's that, that's kind of where I'm at. That's where my mindset is. But I, I see where you're coming from. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right then. Well, I'm going to circle back to one of those games in just a bit, but my next prediction is as follows. Pablo, Gears of War will reemerge in 2024, just not in the form of Gears 6, which won't be released until... No! Uh, I don't think it's coming out until 2026, personally, but uh, instead we, we are going to get the rumored Gears of War Marcus Phoenix collection this year, which I think will be co-developed by the Coalition and the team that has been working on uh, the Master Chief Collections multiplayer. Uh, I think it'll be a dual uh, effort. Um, certain affinity? I think so. Uh, there's a whole bunch of teams yeah. that kind of work in tandem on that thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They just recently kind of mailed out some thank yous to people as if the project is done. I think that might signify that maybe they're taking the helm with gears. Um, I think this package is going to feature upgraded and enhanced versions of all the 360 games, of course, along with Gears, uh, the most recent Gears games as well, 4 and 5, um, and it will be exactly what you think it is. It's going to be very much the, the Master Chief collection of Gears of War, and I think that is going to be our stopgap 
Gears title until we get the official Gear Six reveal uh, down the road. But I'm, I'm I think this is the year where it's going to happen. I really do. Yeah, and 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 so with the Master Chief Collection kind of idea, do you think it'll also have like that multiplayer uh, oh, yeah. portion to yeah. it? Where the multiplayer is yeah. a part of this okay. for sure. Yeah, that's why I think it's going to be a okay. dual. Uh, effort with with multiple studios um oh i see okay good point good point yeah. right one's going to handle getting the single player stuff enhanced and ready to go and the other one which will be the ongoing team moving forward will be probably certain affinity or whoever is you know kind of doing the master chief collections work or was will be yeah. taking the helm for the multiplayer side from so, here on so i got your prediction and that's that so that that's the one but i have a question okay aside to that just do you think gear six gets announced this no. year no so no mention at all of gear. So I mean, I, I find that a little bit kind of like they'll talk about a gears thing, but they won't even mention gear six. I, I think I think they know we know it's a foregone conclusion. I just don't think that right. the coalition has um, probably made enough headway yet to really give it a, a, a good reveal right now, because um, I think development. I did some research. I think it, it finally kicked into gear uh, around late 2021 or early 2022. So it hasn't yeah, been yeah. a super duper long time. So I, I think they need more time to cook on that one before they show it yeah. for real. But uh, I do think it'll it will probably be a 2026 game. It may even and this isn't part of my prediction, but it may even be a part of whatever the next either mid gen refresh is going to be for Series X and S or maybe the next Xbox entirely, depending on what they're doing there. But I, I just don't think that yeah. they need to really lean on that right now with how much else they've already announced, uh, like the fables of the world and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think your six is going to see the light uh, anytime soon. Yeah, right, that's a good prediction. I like that okay. one. Uh, I'm moving to my number three prediction here. Talk to me. Uh, Star Starfield's upcoming DLC expansion, Shattered Space, will change the current Starfield narrative. As it stands, obviously, Starfield is a little bit of the punching bag of of, of certain groups of people, uh, just because it pushes that narrative that Xbox. Now that it has games, Xbox now doesn't have good games. But I think that the new expansion will will hit, hit some nice quality of life things and will have new story content and it will bolster the already, personally, I feel, uh, solid Starfield. Many claiming the new expansion has changed the game for the better and conversations surrounding that by content creators uh, will be things like, uh, titled the videos like is Starfield good now type of oh, thing okay. I think that that's what's going to happen with that new Starfield expansion for all intents and purposes at least from what they've said it's a pretty hefty expansion and it is um, rumored to come out this year so I think the Shattered Space will change the way people talk about it. even though we already are positive on it th they'll be more uh, in terms of how they speak about the game it'll be more like how we speak about Starfield yeah, I, I just fired up that game a couple of days ago, and I and I ran through some you know side quests that I had. That game is I did too. still fucking I did, awesome. I did man. the same thing yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. As much as it would absolutely get on my last nerve for Starfield to be a part of gaming discourse and for a whole nother year, <laughs> like <laughs> it was already draining as it was. But I could yeah. see that happening. Um, I I still think I, I don't know if it'll ever really be universally loved the way like turnarounds like cyberpunk were or no man's sky were i think that there's always going to be that dissenting group that will just say no it's star mid it's star flop it's star fail yeah um but i do think that that i i do agree that the content they are going to probably put out um with with the quality of life updates i think will make a pretty uh transformative uh, improvement to the to the base game in ways that i think will draw some people back to it again 
Um, and I think that's 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 a good thing. Uh, and I think that should that should hopefully yeah. reignite some excitement for the roadmap to come for the for the game. So yeah. Yeah, because I mean, even people are like uh, questioning, well, if Elder Scrolls Six is going to be any good now because of what what they feel Starfield did, but yeah. you know, and and to to your point with them, uh, the comeback they they don't have much to come back from. Starfield was already great on day one, so it's like to to say it's going to have that 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 turnaround. I think it's unfair to the game because it didn't launch in any state like like you know like Cyberpunk did or anything. Oh yeah, like it wasn't that. like so, broken and busted beyond beyond no 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 it just yeah um but i do feel that that's gonna happen here with shattered space yeah yeah no i'm with you there all right um well look um my third and final prediction i mean look i think xbox is gonna have a pretty pretty solid year but i do think there will be that game reveal that will kind of maybe be a little bit divided amongst uh the community Hmm. i think that's gonna be indiana jones actually um, I do think it's going to be, my prediction is that it's going to be unveiled this year, but it will get a very mixed reaction. I think while many will heap praise about the unique gameplay and the signature indieisms, I think that others who expected a more realistic looking game may take issue with the game's art style, which I think is going to have a slightly exaggerated look to some of the characters in the game, similar to the way that Wolfenstein is from machine games as well. Um, not quite to the level of like, you know, like how arcane does art style, but kind of right. that borderline thing where it's like, Oh, that looks a little strange. It doesn't look as realistic as I thought. And that will unfortunately spark console warrior fueled comparisons between Indiana Jones and uncharted four. So you're going to see the side-by-sides on Twitter. Look at how awesome Nathan Drake looks. And this game came out years ago. And look at Indiana Jones. It doesn't look... You're going to see something like that. You're going to get a lot of the narrative of Uncharted is better than Indiana Jones. It's going to happen on social media. Bank on it. I've already seen people talk about, oh, they got Indiana Jones, a blatant ripoff of Uncharted. What? Yeah. That's what Uncharted is. That's what young Uncharted folks do. Ripped off Indiana That's Jones. what young folks do when they don't yeah. know what they don't That's know. That's the young folks. I'm like, oh, these idiots, <laughs> these yeah. fucking children. Yeah, but the, the key, the key things here is that I, I do think it'll be revealed this year. The reaction will be mixed. Art style will be one of the criticisms, and comparisons between you know Xbox and PlayStation exclusives will spark because of that, uh, as part of Indiana Jones. So yeah. Um, right. I think we'll probably be fairly positive on it. I'm not a big Indiana Jones fan personally, but I, yeah. I think I'll, because I love machine games so well, I, I think that right. I will be like, oh, that looks pretty cool, but I won't be like over the moon about it the way a real fan would be. So, you know, that's the personal side of it, well, but yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a fan of Indiana Jones. It, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time, but I'm not too excited for this just because I... I, I like machine games as well, but I, I would rather see a Wolfenstein want, yeah. 3. I need that Wolfenstein, man. You know, that's what I would rather I see. Need and, and I don't know if, yeah, I don't even know if this is, if you can make a good Indiana Jones game. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what comes of this. Yeah. But, Todd Howard, you know, man. Only Todd, Todd Howard and Machine Games are going to make this thing happen. I, I just hope that he's not going to be bad Todd Howard in this case. I just yeah. hope that's not going to be that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So, Pablo, that's going to wrap up Xbox predictions. Do you have any like walk-ons or things you kind of tossed around that weren't in your three that you kind of want to quickly throw out there? Or, or maybe these aren't no, official I mean, predictions, I, I, but or if you feel strongly enough you want to add an official prediction, you can. But just anything that's kind of off the cuff? No, no, I, nothing official. I, I, I kind of uh, toyed around with the fact that uh, we're going to get another developer direct and we're going to get another shadow drop. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I toyed with maybe, you know, something crazy like uh, like uh, South of Midnight being that shadow drop. I or was even thinking Towerborn. Massive. Yeah, Towerborn or but and then I went and then I went even bigger. Like what if like Avowed was no, like make it official, was, man. Uh, shadow make drop. it official so we can be wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not yeah, doing well, it. I'm not doing it because I got no, 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 I'm not doing it. What watch now if 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 there is a developer direct and about a shadow drop. I'm taking the the win on that. That's just that's just the way these things work. He said Gear Six is coming out in <laughs> three more weeks. That's what he said. Let's go. Uh, no, the only one that I had kind of kicking around was about Fable, but I really didn't have anything like specific about it. I just said it won't make it out in 2024. Instead, we'll just get an extended look of the game and find out that it'll drop sometime in the first half of next year. Um, but I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't think that was really a interesting prediction but it was something that was on my mind but because I, I i just don't think there's no i would almost predict the opposite that there's no way we see fable uh come out this year yeah. you know yeah, I, I highly doubt it i highly doubt it but mm-hmm. that's where we land on xbox now up next pablo we are gonna need to talk about good old nintendo because man um you know it's not often that we get to do a podcast with a brand new console coming out uh hypothetically or all but confirmed uh this year but that yeah, is kind of yeah. where we land with Nintendo as the Switch is sort of in its last couple of months of, of life here. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of our predictions are, you know, potentially going to have something to do with this. Uh, but but let's talk about it, man. Uh, once again, I'll kick the floor over to you. Uh, give me your first prediction up in this hoe. Yeah. Yeah, to make it interesting, all my predictions are based off the potential of the new Switch. So I, I'll just say this isn't a prediction. This is just kind of how I f- think what's going to happen. Nintendo Switch is going to launch in the second half of 2024. That's kind of where I, that's just setting the, the stage for all my predictions. So I'll go with my number one prediction. My number one prediction, we'll talk about the naming convention a little bit. It won't be called the Super Nintendo Switch or the new Nintendo Switch for marketing reasons uh, and not to repeat the mistakes of the Wii and Wii U. They're simply going to call it the switch 2 now i'll add it to that because i felt like it's a little easy and my addition to that is a little bit of a spicier take not on the naming convention but of what what the switch 2 is going to be and the things that are are, are going to happen with with the system and i think uh most games that release during the first year of the switch will also release on the original switch with some exceptions that's my whole platform right there kind of deal yeah, Switch Two. It's gonna be called Switch Two, and uh, most of the uh, most of the games to come out in that first year will be cross-plat, with some exceptions. Mm, okay, okay. You know, it's it. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo your prediction, but I know that a lot of companies and Xbox is very much an example of this, where they don't like putting a number at the end of their console if it's not the same as yeah. their competition. So they've always decided to go a different route because they don't want to be the Xbox Five versus the PS Six. That just doesn't sound good. So I, I I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I think what they're going to do is either it will be like a Super Nintendo Switch thing, or they'll do like a like what they did with Wii U, where they'll add like something after the word Switch, like Switch Out yeah. or Switch uh, Switch Back, or you know I don't know. 
Yeah. They're going to call it bait and switch. I mean, <laughs> I, I think there'll be something interesting with the marking. Maybe the two being a T O like, or it, I don't know. It, it, yeah, yeah, it, or or the two being inside the name itself, like with the I and the T, you know, being or so, something of that sort. But I just feel like Nintendo does things differently, and they are very basic when it comes to their marketing at times. And they already got fucked up with that naming convention between the Wii and the Wii U. And I, I don't know. I, I, for me, I would love it just for nostalgia's sake. If it was called the Super Nintendo Switch, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like in terms of marketing, they just want to be clear. This is the second Switch. Like This is part two of the Switch uh, to make it easier for the parents out there. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll call yeah. it code switching. Switch hitter. Switch hitter is kind of sexual. I don't know about that. Um, but, you know, look. Um, I <laughs> gave it a second. There it is. Um, I go both ways, baby. <laughs> that's the marketing campaign right there. Um, look, when it comes to Nintendo predictions for me, um, I I am going to bite the bullet here. And I'm my predictions are all kind of... And I don't normally do this with Nintendo, but a lot of mine are like dream come true type of predictions. Um, because okay. I, I guess the theme for me behind the new Switch console is that they are really going to flex what the power of this new console is going to offer in terms of opportunities with the scale and scope of their games moving forward. And so that kind of leads me into my first prediction. The next 3D mainline Mario game will be revealed for this next console, and it will be the most ambitious Mario game ever created. This game will take place in an open-world version of Mushroom Kingdom with a gameplay loop that is quite familiar to Yakuza games, but with a Mario twist. The game will, oh. the game will have tons of locations Mario and friends can visit at their leisure, such as castles, cities, beaches, restaurants, and shops. And the game will also have built-in side activities based on other Mario titles like kart racing, tennis, soccer, batting cages, and, and then some. Meanwhile, oh, shit. Bowser and his crew are going to try to take over the kingdom while Mario is going to have to stop him to protect the kingdom and the city and all these regions of this open world at all costs. Um, Mario's main gameplay gimmick will revolve around speed or traversal based on how he's going to navigate the open world. But that that's a mouthful. But that's kind of... I'm, I'm going... The, 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 the Mario Yakuza experience is kind of my, my general prediction here. I mean, give me that game right now. I Shit. told you. This is, sounds amazing. This is my like dreams but, come true predictions for, for Nintendo, which I never do, but that's what I got. But I will say... That's not that crazy. They kind of played with that a little bit with Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury yep. was pretty open, and you can approach uh, any th you know th those uh, levels any way you wanted to. And they all took place in that open world as well. Yeah. So I, I thought I, I think that's a very interesting idea. I hope that's the and case. I also would say um, I, also, I also would say I think they know how special New Donk City was in Odyssey, uh, and I, I think I, I think we're gonna get a lot of that energy with the next game. I mean, I, I think the general consensus around Odyssey is, I just wish this game took place in New yeah. Donk City. Yeah, because uh, when you think about that, it, like, that was, they've already done 
world, galaxy, gal. I mean, they've been everywhere in the damn universe. Literally, yeah. I think I think they have to isolate it at some point, <laughs> and I think they're going to do that with a game that is very much a traditional open world style game, but just very interactive, like Yakuza is, where you yeah, can you- run around and you know it's it very much like Yakuza, literally in a sense of like you're you're running around with Mario and there's a group of you know Bowser's little you know bad guys terrorizing some citizens and you can run up and go fight them and you get some points for that or some shit and then you run off and do what you want to do and it's very organic very, like uh, that yeah very sonic adventures yeah, yeah. that's what's going to happen uh, i i'm i'm da- i'm down for that honestly yep. you kind of ruined mario 3d for me because if it's not that i'm going to be mad as fuck <laughs> yeah you it better not be no damn odyssey too that's all i will say i don't want that that's the that's that's the rumor because i i just hope that's not the case i i i and if it is Odyssey two, implementing your idea would be you know would be would be fine. But you know, in my last prediction, I said that all games would release on the Switch two, with some exceptions. Well, I have an exception uh, here, and I think one exception out the gate will be Metro Prime four to release on launch day or during the launch window, which is roughly six months of uh, the Switch two. Now, I, I because I'm Pablo, I added to this, of course. Other games to release uh, at, <laughs> yeah. during the launch window. Why do you do this to uh, yourself, bro? Okay, okay. I don't know, okay. but because because if I'm right, ooh, I'm right, baby. Uh, other games to release in that launch window will be a new Donkey Kong game, which I, I feel like that's a game that's been rumored for so long. There's a team that is specifically made uh, to make Donkey Kong games, and I think that they're holding that game back a little bit to have something to launch within that launch window. Uh, and that's why I'm also saying that's going to be uh, multi, uh, it's going to be cross platform. And then this is where Pablo doesn't really understand the meaning of, or the definition of, of, uh, of what is it of uh, what psychotic or what is the definition of the fact uh, that you don't know the definition of the problem that you have is, <laughs> is perfect symbolism for the problem that you have. <laughs> Listen, I'm talking about, there is a reason why we haven't got Twilight Princess, oh and we haven't. God. Listen, wait, hold on. Let, let me finish. Yo, let, every episode. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'll say every episode. It could be a state of play predictions episode. Wind Waker's coming. <laughs> let me finish. Okay. Let me goddamn finish. All right. There's a reason we haven't got the Twilight Princess remaster and the Wind Waker stuff uh, is because I think that they are doing a complete uh, Twilight Princess remaster compared to that of like the uh, the Metro Prime remaster and that's kind of where we'll see uh, that game. It's going to drop. It's going to be Twilight Princess Remaster. It's going to be beautiful to look at. Wind Waker will be nowhere to be seen this year, unfortunately. They'll save that for later. Uh, and uh, Oh, we're not done. Lastly. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we're not done, man. Uh, I think finally we'll see Mario Kart 9 announced for uh, early 2025 release. Again, that's all going to fa- fall within that six-month release window. I think Nintendo's going to come out swinging here. They want to keep the momentum of the Switch going, and I think if you, if you release Metro Prime 4, Donkey Kong, uh, something in the Zelda, and then the Mario Kart 9 to kind of wrap up the launch window, uh, I think that'd be a very uh, solid, I mean, probably one of the best uh, launch lineups of all time. And, and I think that Nintendo has that ability to do that because they've been sitting on some of these games for so long they pocket games 
all the time. Uh, so I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I made my prediction so big because I, I honestly, besides the Twilight Princess remaster, I honestly don't think that these are that crazy of predictions uh, just because Famous last we words. know that there's a Mario Kart 9 being made. <laughs> okay. uh, there's Donkey Kong game being made. Uh, but yeah. that's where I'm at here. Um, and I, that's gonna, I, I'm excited. I've, I've made myself excited for the Switch too, but you've taken that to the next level with your prediction as well with the Mario stuff. So, well... It's going to be a good year, y'all. If you liked my Mario prediction, you're gonna, you, might, you might damn well take your shirt off for this one. Um, All right. I, I, I think that there's a comeback in the works for a dormant Nintendo franchise that is going... You better not say F-Zero. It's, it's going to come back. Not F-Zero. No. Nintendo has standards. You're fighting the streets. Um, okay, good. The F-Zero 199 or some shit like that. Keep, keep, keep torturing their <laughs> fan base. Let them suffer. <laughs> Give them more. Um, here's what's going to happen, Pablo. A surprise reveal of Star Fox will be shown. Let's go. Now, here's the thing. I need this. Here's the thing. It's going to be called something to the effect of Star Fox Worlds. It's going to be co-developed with Ubisoft. It's going to it's going to be an open world game with seamless on foot to in ship gameplay that shows off the capabilities of the Switch 2's hardware, similar to that of Star Wars Outlaws. But there's not going to be any oh no release date of any kind is going to be given. We're not going to see it for a while. I think this is just kind of to to build some hype that this is something that we're going to have in store for you sometime down the road for Switch 2. Uh, but we are going to see Star Fox make a comeback, and this is going to be a very, very hotly anticipated game. Ubisoft and Nintendo already have a relationship together, working on the Mario Rabbids franchise um, in a lot of ways, even though Pablo did me wrong by making me buy <laughs> Starlink. <laughs> I knew it. Starlink. Gonna- oh, Starlink. <laughs> Battle for Atlas. So the game, I, out of here, I think Ubisoft secretly wants to make a Star Fox game. And I think they're going to get their shot. Uh, I think the Rabbids series is done. I don't think that's sold well enough, but I don't think that the, the relationship with Ubisoft is soured. Listen. And so I think Star Fox is making a comeback, man. I'm conflicted because one, I take issue for you shitting on my prediction about a Twilight Princess remaster, which basically already exists, and you're out here predicting some of the most incredible, ambitious Mario and and, and Star Fox games to ever, uh, you know, be talked about. Uh, I so said I, what I said. What you said? Okay, well, good. Because if we get that, if we get that Mario game, and if we get this Star Fox game, I mean, come on, man. I mean, at this point. What are we? What? Why do we own other consoles? <laughs> why do, I'm selling everything. So I'm, I'm buying three Switch Twos, putting them in every corner of my goddamn Damn. house, and has these games playing on rotation all the time. Because that, that just sounds like fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I I got this feeling that that Nintendo's really going for it, and and there's never going to be a better yeah, case. I do too. For Nintendo to be like a main console than there will be for this upcoming generation. Yeah. Uh, but that's my second prediction, Pablo. Let's get your third one, man. Talk to me. Yeah, so my my third uh, prediction is again a very Pablo ass prediction. Um, it has to deal with Zelda, but I do think that this is possible. Uh, this has been rumored for a long time, but you know, no confirmation. And I think that Nintendo will announce a mainline Zelda remake. I'm not sure what game it will be. 
I hope it's Ocarina of, Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, but I'm kind of, my money's on Minish Cap. Minish Cap is a mainline Zelda game that didn't really get the love it deserves because it's a fantastic game. And, you know, they've they've done this before uh, with the remakes, and I feel like it's time that we get another one. They, the, the, this is going to print money for them, specifically Ocarina of Time. I just don't know if, if they're going to do that game specifically, but I do think that this year Nintendo will announce that mainline Zelda remake and it's gonna be it's the year it's the year of dreams for Zelda man for Nintendo because my god if we get half of the, if we get a quarter of what we predicted it's just it's gonna be uh, pure pandemonium in the Leboy household <laughs> you gave away his whole government <laughs> name there damn uh, right. all right well yeah I mean you know I, I knew you were gonna go somewhere Zelda related because you just can't help yourself yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you act with your heart and not your head uh, and that's what you do and you make mistakes uh, and this mm-hmm. is going to be another one. No, I, no. All, all seriousness, I, I, I feel like you might not be wrong. I just think that the type of remake it'll be. You remember that? What was that other remake for Zelda that came out a couple years ago? It was like a very chibi looking art style. Yeah, Link's there Awakening. There it was. Yeah, I, th- I see yeah, something yeah, yeah. like maybe that kind of happening. I don't know if we're going. I thought that was, th- and that's why and you're right. And that's why I said Minish Cap. Okay, where it's that like kind of feels like that that game. Mm, okay. You're right, right. That feels more like that. Minish Cap is a lot more closer to that art style uh, than Ocarina would be. So, okay. yeah, I. That's why I feel it would be that. But I, I would be down for any. Actually, I would be down for any mainline uh, uh, Zelda remake except Zelda Two. Mm, don't do that. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Don't do that. Pablo, I got two more predictions left, man. Um, okay. Should I just go ahead and give both of them out? Should I just break the rules? Yeah, spit them out. Okay. Yeah, let break, me do one. Yeah. Let me do one that you you talked about a, a little a little while ago, um, revolving around Metroid. I do think okay, Metroid Prime Four will be announced as a launch title for the next Nintendo console. However, the game will no longer be titled Metroid Prime Four. The number four, okay, the number four will be dropped from the name, and it will be replaced with a subtitle. As the game will be the start of a brand new story arc that will not require playing the original trilogy this is to ensure that any newcomers to metroid or metroid prime won't feel like they're three games behind and discouraged from buying it for fear of not knowing what the hell's going on so uh it's gonna be metroid prime something 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 and that's what we're gonna get at launch so that's my first uh my well my third one my fourth one is about a third party situation and this is a little bit, maybe it's safe, maybe it's not. I don't know. But I believe Baldur's Gate 3 will be announced for the Switch 2. Uh, similar to the way huh. similar to the way that The Witcher 3 was miraculously ported to the Switch back in 2019, I think we're going to get the same kind of wow moment port, but in the form of Baldur's Gate 3, uh, where you know the size and the scope of this game is just going to get crammed into this new console. It's going to be portable. People are going to go crazy. Uh, it will have some graphical concessions and some performance concessions, and I don't think it will have online co-op, much like the Series S version of the game. Right. But I do think right. we are going to see Baldur's Gate 3 on Nintendo at some point in time or another. Yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good prediction. I I don't I don't have a, I don't have a fourth one, but I'll make it official here in that I do think that the Switch 2 is going to be a lot more powerful than people think it is going to be. I I don't know if it'll quite be 
on the level of the Series S, but I think it'll be close enough to where a lot of the current third-party games can run on the Switch 2 with fewer concessions as compared to the first Switch. You know, we all know about the Mortal Kombat 1s of the world on Switch being absolutely god-awful. I do think that we're going to get a lot more 1440p, 60 frame stuff on the Switch with it, with that um, uh, that DSSL, the deep, uh, oh, the yeah. deep learning... Yeah. Yeah, with with the upres to 4K on some on some games, so I, I do think I, I really think that Switch Two is going to be a pretty hefty piece of equipment. At least not at least when it comes out, it's not going to be a complete uh, you know relic when it releases. It'll be relevant mm. still. Okay. Uh, and I think that that, that I mean, and that that would go hand in hand with your prediction with, with uh, Baldur's Gate Three. That would be amazing, honestly. Yeah. You know, I would I would think about buying it on there just to have like a portable version of that game to 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 you know kind of dick around in 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 terms of like new builds and stuff like that, which I've already started doing. So that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it could be done. Man, you gave you gave some you gave Nintendo some love. Yeah, man. man. You know, sometimes you just gotta you know you gotta make up for lost time. I've been hard on Nintendo over the years, and you know I want to believe that the Switch Two is gonna be a a big moment for them, and I think they're they're gonna try to really lean into the new power that they have at their disposal, and I think that's gonna that's mm-hmm. gonna give a lot of developers within Nintendo some really big bold ideas that <clears throat> excuse me are gonna are gonna come through, um, you know when when this new thing drops. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, but I think th- I think these hey, games are going to be big, man. Let's give a prediction, not official, as to when you think that the Switch Two will actually release. You mean like the month? Like month? Not, yeah, just a month. Uh, September. Late yeah. September. Yeah, I'm 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 there with you. September, October. Actually, I'm 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 actually October, November, late October, early mm. November is is kind of where I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. All right then. We'll see. Well, there we have it. We're two down. Uh, But before we keep going, look, if you made it this far, if you've been enjoying uh, our wild-ass predictions for 2024, uh, why don't you subscribe to our podcast and uh, you can check back with us and see how we did as the year goes on. Um, Look, we're wherever you found us, number one, but we're also available pretty much anywhere else that you like to stream podcasts or even music or stuff like that. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google and all kinds of other streaming services. And we're also available on YouTube in case you want to find some audio only uh, versions of the show there. Uh, And look um, for the longtime listeners. uh, This is your cue. You know what I'm going to ask you to do at this point. Uh, We really, really need uh, some reviews on uh, the streaming services to tell us how we are doing. And also more importantly, tell other podcast aficionados out there that we are uh, worth listening to. So if you think we are worth uh, their time, then, you know, uh, they count on people like you, not necessarily us. Uh, so take a few yep. seconds to leave a five-star review, say a few nice things, tell them Indeed. what they're in for, and we'll go a long way. Trust me. And the famous words of Halle Berry in Monsters Ball. Make uh, don't be, see, you should have left that. You're supposed to leave that for the outro. You don't need to leave that here. <laughs> see, a lot of people don't listen to the outro all the way through, and they don't know that you act a whole grain fool at the end of the uh, every episode. <laughs> It's like an Easter egg that nobody wanted. It's gone rotten, but there it is. Well, it's a good. It's a good. No, one. it's not. Uh, but it's it's, it's going to be the future name of our production company. Make us feel. Make me feel good. <laughs> okay. That's not the future I want. Uh, but we do need to talk about the future of PlayStation. Damn, that was a good segue. What um, a fucking let's segue. Go. Look, man. Uh, PlayStation is uh, PlayStation's year. 
is going to be a very interesting topic. This is not a prediction, but it's going to be a very interesting topic throughout the year. Uh, There's a lot going on with the internal structure of PlayStation. Jim Ryan's going to be out the door. Who's taking his place? What's going on with the live service initiative? What are the announcements we can expect to see? A lot of things shrouded in mystery when it comes to PlayStation's year to come. Uh, so, Pablo, we have some predictions to give out uh, to kind of shed some light, uh, good or bad, on what is in store for good old PlayStation. And I want to give you first dibs here. What's your first prediction for yeah. PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation last year had, um, you know, had one big, huge release uh, that wasn't a DLC. Uh, and all you really need is that one massive title to hit and be good to kind of give you... Uh, you know, give you some good graces with your fan base. And I this is why I'm predicting that Ghost of Tsushima 2 will be revealed and released in 2024. Uh, I, I just feel we'll get some sort of uh, reveal in the first half and then release in the second half of the year, fall 2024. PlayStation infamously reveals their games many, many years uh, before they come out. You know, they did it with Ghost of Tsushima 1, but I feel that's always been strategic to kind of get people hyped. And so with the PlayStation 5 doing so well, they don't really need to create that hype anymore. People are buying the fuck out of the system. And I do feel like a short uh, time between reveal and release is something that they don't really do much. And I feel like this is the game that they can definitely do that. Surprise people in the first half. Hey, it's coming out in the, at the end of 2024. And boom, once again, at the end of the year, PlayStation comes in and has a massive hit and I feel like Ghost of Tsushima 2 is just the game that they need here uh, to kind of bolster their year uh, overall so that's where I'm at with my first prediction I'm, I'm surprised you kept it down to one game there uh, as, as one of the I was, I was expecting seven of them they're gonna release Bloodborne 7 Final Fantasy 92 <laughs> They're going to release Bloodborne 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> ain't going to be no more blood. They don't care anymore. <laughs> going to release Cripborne 1. That's a Blood's Crips joke, ladies and gentlemen. White people don't understand, but it's fine. I'll, I'll help my people out. Yeah, Crip Birth. That's because you said it wrong. It's Crip Birth. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Pablo, it's, it's very nice of you to make that prediction for PlayStation. I have a different take on their year to come. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, man, my prediction is this, and, and, and I got to preface this by saying, I am PlayStation McGee, okay? It's on my birth certificate. But, <laughs> Papa just choked on his water. Here's the deal. <laughs> Only one first-party exclusive will launch on PS5 in 2024, and that game will be Concord the live service PVP shooter by Firewalk Studios. Otherwise, no other noteworthy exclusives will launch this year from any first-party studio. Instead, this is going to be a year where third-party exclusives are going to shoulder the burden for PlayStation as they continue to restructure their internal team and internal strategy while also giving their studios, of course, more time to work on their projects. So this is going to probably spark a lot of where are the games backlash. But unfortunately, I do think we are in for, at least from a first-party studio perspective, a fairly dry year. But there is a reason for this uh, outside of what I just explained that I will get to in one of my next predictions here. So, uh, but, but yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit disappointing this year in terms of first-party stuff. But stuff like Final Fantasy Rebirth and Silent Hill 2 and sure, stuff like sure, that sure. will kind of mitigate 
mitigate some of Stellar the Blade. frustration. Stellar Blade, of course, yeah. Uh, that will do that will do the trick, as it were. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking here, man. You know, I and I don't disagree with you, but it, just in my head, I can't really compute PlayStation Five having the momentum the momentum it has with 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 the the incredible sales and, and coming off of Spider Man Two for them to completely whiff on first party support in 2024 would be like it would it, it it would just wouldn't be like a smart move but I don't disagree with you I mean you know Ghost of Tsushima is 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 my prediction but that it's still kind of out there you know considering how they usually release these games but there is a reason why I did predict Ghost of Tsushima uh and and why I'm doing it at the end of the year, and and that's because I think Sony's going to want a big AAA game to release alongside their long rumored PlayStation Five Pro. Uh, I think that the PlayStation Five Pro will come out later this year, and that's when Ghost of Tsushima will launch on that uh, on that platform to kind of show off the the power of what the Pro is doing. No, here that's not all, Marco. I got a little bit more in terms of how we're we're going to perceive the PS Five Pro. I don't think. Sony's going to be able to help themselves and release the PS5 Pro with a $600 to $650 price tag. It will probably have that DualSense Edge with it. Uh, the price point will be a massive point of contention because the PS5 Pro will be more powerful than the PS5, but only slightly more powerful. And what I mean by that is... I still wouldn't expect every game to come out to, to to run at 60 frames. Or if it does run on 60 frames, it's not going to run at 4K. There's going to be some concessions that still are going to have to be made with first-party games, third-party games at that as well. I think it'll be a, a it'll be very similar to that of the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, where there was a a it was better, but only slightly better. It wasn't like this this huge difference in, in, in games. And when you look at how people are talking about the potential of the PS5 Pro, everybody's out here talking about 8K, 60 frames. Like, they, they really can't help themselves with, with that either, where it's like, they can't even announce the Pro because now it's going to be the most, it's going to be like 10 times better than what the PS5 is. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's smart anyway. But be, due to the price point and due to the performance of the PS5 Pro, I think there's going to be a, a lot of backlash within the, the video game community uh, in terms of how that's perceived. Mm, yeah. I, I have, I mean, I'll just kind of dive right into mine because I, my next one is PS5 Pro related. We're not too far apart on a couple of points. Um, I do think the PS5 Pro is coming out in September. However, I think there's going to be two different SKUs for it. I think the okay. base SKU is going to be $600. It's going to have a 2 terabyte SSD. It's going to come with the DualSense Edge as well. But I also think there's going to be like a deluxe kind of bundle that's going to be $700, which will pack in uh, everything that I just mentioned and a PlayStation portal. Um, so, oh, shit. and I think that the selling... And go to Tsushima. No, no, Dude. no, no. Ain't no But yeah, I think the I think the portal is going to end up being bundled with the pro, uh, just for that all out oh, accessory, be... you know, heavy version of of a skew. Um, so I think that is going to be the price points there. I don't think, however, any price drop is going to happen with the base PS5. I think it's going to stay exactly where it is right now, um, which you know, may piss some people off, but I just don't see the price going anywhere there at all. I think they are really going to stay in a yeah. premium uh, price point space with um, 
you know, 450 for the digital, 500 for the uh, disc version. Then you have the next tier is up with the pros, the 599 version, and the 699 version. And I think that's what we're going to get. Um, last thing I will add to the PS5 Pro prediction is I think that select games will receive uh, pro title updates by the end of the year this year. And that will include Horizon Forbidden West, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and God of War Ragnarok. Okay. Do you think we'll have to pay for no, those? I think those will just be like, hey, we unlocked the frame rate. Hey, you know, we... You know, you can play quality mode, but at 60 frames now, kind of a deal. Or I think maybe I'm, no, I'm curious. Horizon might do some ray tracing stuff or, you know, there might be like bells and whistles like that with a few of them. But I think generally it's not going to be like world changing stuff. Right. And that's kind of my, my question. Do you think that it, the PS5 Pro will be like this massive upgrade to the PlayStation? Or it'll do you be, think it'll be more along the lines of... It'll be of- capable of massive stuff. I don't think that the studios doing these little upgrades are going to go massive levels of of updates though i think the capabilities of the console will allow for it they just probably won't have time because they're working on other things obviously so that's what i think is going on but yeah all right what's your uh third prediction man all right so sony ben's new game will be actually revisiting an old one i think in 2024 ben studios will reveal reboot of the siphon filter uh, franchise. This game will feature an open world or open open area levels. It will be that same action stealth uh, game, closely resembling the likes of Metal Gear Solid Five level design and like a Splinter Cell Conviction style gameplay. Uh, like the old games, that will have that heavy reliance on gadgets and stealth, but will be equally as fun to play. Uh, guns a blazing, and it will be announced for 2025. That's uh, mm. my third one there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had heard rumblings that they proposed a siphon filter project, and it, I don't know if that's true or not, um, but it got denied or something like that, so I, I don't know if this is it, the thing. I thought that was more for Days Gone. No. Um, they they had said uh, Days Gone. Or I could be wrong. Two, I don't know. I then, could be wrong. Yeah, and then Days Gone 2 was... Pr- uh, they they, mm. uh, they denied Days Gone 2, and then they went on to do something oh, else. Okay. And that apparently they've been kind of like... Um, uh, they've been teasing some siphon filter stuff, but I would you love know, that. It could be some I kind would, of. Re- I would, yeah, I know you I love, love that a reboot stuff. for that. Yeah. And it, it is Siphon Filter's universe is connected to Days Gone, which is extra extra weird. It is, but that'd be fire because yeah. I think they can do some interesting things there. Um, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I I mean, if 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 they didn't get rejected by Jim Ryan, it's like he he made them do like a you know a live service something or other. Then right, right. Um, that I'd be hyped to see how they would do with that. But yeah. That's an old throwback title. I mean, look, I, they, Sony has a lot of already those third-person kind of action games, but they don't really have, besides, I guess, Horizon and, and <laughs> Spider-Man, but they, like the op- that open-world kind of game. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I really like, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Splinter Cell Conviction, and I, I do like Metal Gear Solid 5's level design. So to kind of have those inspirations come in and give that to Siphon Filter, which, you know... It, Definitely deserves another chance because it, it it's such an interesting game and I like uh, it, it's unlike a, a lot of other games at least at its time with that stealth kind of reliance. So yeah. I I would love to see that uh, finally come out of them and, because you know say what you will about Days Gone it, it just wasn't up to par to the other first party output. So I would love for them to take another stab at Typhoon Filter I, I think, for sure. I think Days Gone was good. Like in terms of gameplay mechanics, I think that good ideas there and their yeah. ideas were, were interesting. I think they just 
they just didn't launch the game when it was ready. I think now if you go and play it... And the story... the story. I mean, I, I thought the story was okay. I didn't hate it like people did. I just thought that... I think it came out at a bad time where like the zombie apocalypse thing was, was very oversaturated at that point and kind of tired. Yeah. Um, so I, I think... I think creatively it was a little bit too derivative at the time. Maybe that's what yeah. it was, but I I think that the story they told between the I mean, people were pretty was pretty you know good in my yeah, opinion. I put like I put like thirty five forty hours in that game, and I enjoyed yeah. playing it. I just I just there were some times where I couldn't just I couldn't stand Deacon like St. John talk. Oh man, hey man, Deacon St. John, you. All right. Well, this next prediction of mine kind of coincides with the PS5 Pro prediction and my first prediction about why this year will only be a Concord year in terms of first party releases. I do believe at this year's PlayStation Showcase, Pablo, two new games will be revealed that will be demonstrated using PS5 Pro specs. The first will be Ghost of Tsushima 2, which will not come out this year, but will launch in 2025 and will be a graphical beast. And the second thing mm. we're going to see is the next project from Bluepoint Games with no release date. But I do think they're going to spend some part of uh, time for that. They're going to spend some part of the showcase really showing off the eye candy of what the PS5 Pro can achieve because they can't just lean on, hey, look at how Horizon Forbidden West looks now because Horizon Forbidden West already looks fantastic. So it's not the the, the improvement isn't going to be right, plain right. to see. I think if they show something like a Ghost of Tsushima 2 on PS5 Pro hardware and every effect known to man is in the trailer, um, people are going to lose their minds. And I think that's what PlayStation that wants game, to go for here. That first game already looks crazy. Yeah. So I can only imagine what a sequel would look like using Sucker Punch has always been like graphical like monsters with, with what they can do too. Yeah, they know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Pablo, I, I had a fourth prediction. Um it, do you do you Let's mind if I throw yeah. throw no, myself under the it, bus brother. here and die on a hill? Yeah, no. This one's not good news. It's not good news. Um but I can't I just can't stop thinking about it. I, I think there's gonna be a studio closure. With PlayStation. Yeah. And I think the studio that's going to get folded up is Media Molecule. I think they're out of here. Oof. Um, Dreams was a flop. Um, Sackboy's Adventure. My daughter loves that game, but let's that's let's be game. real. I mean, who is that actually for besides, you know, a five and a half year old kid? <laughs> you know, like, I just don't think that they really have anything that really suits what PlayStation needs anymore. Uh, I see them kind of getting a little phased out. Um, whereas when you think about Ben, like we just talked about, they have or are probably going to have a unique lane of their own. Sucker Punch has a unique lane. And all of those games they can count on are going to sell well. Uh, whether it's a new IP or not, I think they just... The other studios have enough clout to kind of do what they want. I think Media Molecule has been too niche for too long. And I think ultimately, I, I'm sure they're working on something. I can see it being canceled to, to save money and to lay off more people, which is not ever good. But I just think that they don't really match where I see the trajectory of PlayStation going with those prestige, over-the-shoulder, cinematic-driven experiences. Like They just don't do that. And I, I, I don't want them to go. I want there to be a lane for them. But 
this new PlayStation is just not as colorful as old school PlayStation. It's they're not as vibrant, they're not as charming, and I just think they're going for the easy wins, the commercial successes, the mainstream appeal, and Media Molecule just can't do that. Um, and so I think they're out of here. I really do. Yeah, I I I like that, and I'll have another prediction here. Um, just kind of to give. PlayStation something positive to look forward to. It depends, I guess, if you would see this positive. I think that the next... uh, The person taking over for Jim Ryan is going to be Shuhei Yoshida. Mm. Uh, I think he's he's made a lot of... He was at the Game Awards. He was like the... You know, accepting awards station studios there. And I, I think... When we look at PlayStation and their lack of a face, right? The the corporate overlords uh, in terms of the interaction between the connection between PlayStation and the consumer. I think the one person that always is is always that guy when they need him to be is Shuhei Yoshida, and I do think that because of his connection with Japan, obviously he's Japanese, and them keeping the you know PlayStation closer to the chest. I think that Shuhei Yoshida would be the perfect uh person to kind of take over for in that role and i feel like that's coming that announcement is coming by the end of the year as well i want you to be right but i also think why why is there an interim thing going on now if they already have the guy for the job i don't know but well, maybe I, they want to just test the waters and interview other people and see but i don't know well maybe and also because of uh, he's like uh he's he's the new he's like the head of the independent creators. Uh, so I think maybe they maybe they want to wind down his position and maybe the responsibilities and things that he has going on in his position before he jumps onto that that next position. Uh, that's kind of what that's what I think anyway. That that just to me makes the most sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you not only get a guy who's who's obviously competent, but also a guy who is, has personality and is very joyous when he talks about PlayStation and has and has that ability to connect with people. I feel like that's what PlayStation needs more than anything. I mean, we don't need a static guy with fucking weird hair just looking at the camera and reading some cards Beady off eye. the thing. <laughs> you know, so I that that that's kind of on the fly there for his prediction. But I hope that your beat a molecule prediction doesn't come into fruition, obviously. But it, it's the reality of the situation right now. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's 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 been a little weird on the PlayStation side, man. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Don Matrick is coming. He's oh coming. He's, he's the guy. Uh, Who's the guy? No, nah, right, we're calling on, it man. PlayStation One. What? <laughs> <laughs> TV, right, guys? Everybody loves TV. Try it all right? over again. All right. Well, we covered the big three, Pablo, but we still have some third parties to talk about here. So uh, we each came up with a uh, five predictions uh, for third parties, and um, maybe this is where we're going to kind of diverge a little bit, but knowing you and me, we're probably going to have some, some through lines here like always, but, um, Pablo, in terms of third parties that are out there, the Ubisofts of the world, the EAs, the take twos, everybody out there, what do you think is going to happen in the third party space with your first prediction? Yeah. Before I get into my first prediction, I want to say I have a prediction on here that if you don't have it, you're going to be mad at yourself for not having it, I think. But we'll get that. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, my number okay. one prediction uh, is a new Tomb Raider game will be announced with a launch window of fall 2024. 
but will inevitably be delayed into 2025. Uh, this new Tomb Raider game will be completely open world and be visually stunning. In addition to that, regardless of whether or not Xbox purchases Crystal Dynamics, I think that this new Tomb Raider game will be day one on Game Pass. Oh, okay. So they're getting mm-hmm. back in bed? They're Just a little bit. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if it's still multi-plat, that's fine. And I think it will be if Xbox doesn't purchase Crystal Dynamics. But I, I think that just based on their relationship, especially like I already mentioned on top of the show with Crystal Dynamics making, helping them with uh, uh, with uh, Perfect Dark, I do think that maybe that relationship goes a little further and, and Xbox gets that third-party uh, exclusivity on Game Pass specifically. Mm. Just like connecting that. some dots, you know. Yeah, it could you know it could be something. Could be yeah. something. I, I I thought I heard that the Tomb Raider game that's in development hasn't been in development for super long. So unless they've yeah. had this in the tuck for a while, then uh, yeah. I don't know. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. They, I think it's been in production since 2021. Uh, I was looking mm. up some information, uh, but you you know, it is based off the other stuff that they've already done. So they're not completely making the game from the ground up but still they, okay. these games take time for sure uh but the rumor about open world has always been persistent throughout ever since the first game was announced so i think, I think that's inevitable finally, yeah, yeah i think they finally they go there because every game that they've made has gotten bigger and bigger uh, i think at this point it, it would just make a lot of sense all right then okay ho hey um here's my first prediction i i, I have a maybe i maybe i'm maybe i'm just dreaming things up but i feel like you have this too but Ken Levine's new game, Judas, will finally get a release date announcement, and it will come out in September of this year. Um, the You don't have anything like that? Uh, no, no. Okay. Well, that's your loss. And, 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 and I definitely had this on my list. Uh, mine was <laughs> that Bioshock and Judas were going to come out around the same time, and the conversation was going to be like, which who did it better type of thing. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that um, from what I remember, I think some 2K um, spokesperson or something like that on some earnings call or whatever was like, Judas will be out by, you know, uh, March of 2025. And I just don't know. I mean, there's a possibility, excuse me, that it could be like a early 2025 game. But I just feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like it's about time. I think it's time. Hell I think yes. there's a lane. There's a lane for Judas to come out this year, really get a lot of Game of the Year nominations and kind of you know eat up some awards, because I think next year, and a lot of my predictions were kind of you know subconsciously revolving around you know the the GTA Six factor next year. I think a lot of company, a lot of companies are going to be scared shitless of releasing games next year until they know when GTA Six is dropping. I feel like Ken Levine's going to be like, nah, I'm just going to put my shit out this year. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. And I, and I think September feels like a, a good time to get it out there, uh, get it in the zeitgeist, get it nominated at the Keeleys and, and start, you know, start winning all the BAFTA stuff and doing what he usually does, which is rake up awards and be a jerk. But hey, he makes good games. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that yeah. is my first third party prediction, man. So uh Talk to me. What's your next one? I definitely had that on there, but my my next one is having to do with Assassin's Creed. I, I think Assassin's Creed Mirage was an admission of guilt by U- Ubisoft, guilty of overstuffing the fuck out of the new formula of the AC games, making them bloated nonsense, hack and slash, barely RPGs, 
fucking boring experiences. And I think that they knew that. And so they spun off Mirage. And I think with that, they're also going to do that with Assassin's Creed Coding Red in terms of gameplay-wise. I think they're going to find a common ground between AC Mirage and the new AC game to, to give it... It's still going to have that massive open world and all that stuff, but the gameplay will be a lot closer to maybe Mirage and have some some things with, with the new formula. But undoubtedly, based on the, 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 the setting that is supposed to be Japan and possibly them you know going with the ninja stuff, that there's going to be a, a really big focus on stealth gameplay. And I think that Mirage has shown that there's definitely uh, an appetite for that. There, if, if done right, it's definitely something that could be done and people will enjoy it. Um, and I honestly think that the 200 plus hour experience that, that the Assassin's Creed games have become I don't know who that's for anymore. And 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 it won't be small little game like Mirage was, but I think they'll take a lot of what worked for Mirage and implement that into Codename Red and, and make that a, a very happy medium where people of the, that like the new formula are still going to enjoy it and people like me that like the old formula will also enjoy it. I, I think that it's time for them to kind of rethink what they've done with Assassin's Creed. I don't know what the future holds with the whole games as service shit, but at the very least, when it comes to the gameplay, I want them to refocus on stuff because that's what made Mirage so great for me, made it my top 10 list last year. So um, that's my prediction uh, for number two. Assassin's Creed, codename Red, a lot more in common with Mirage than we would think. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think with um, Mountain Dew Code Red or whatever the fuck it's called right now, <laughs> I think it 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 is a really interesting point in the series because it's it's in the setting we always wanted right and right. i think there is that tug of war right now where do they stick to tradition or do they kind of stick to the open bloated padded to hell experience i think ultimately what it's going to boil down to is whatever the roadmap is going to be for post-launch content for this yeah. game like Val valhalla got a lot of post-launch content yeah. Um. I, I what I see happening is, I think that it is going to be a leaner game, but it's not going to be lean in earnest. And what I mean by that is, like, I think Ubisoft's going to realize, man, we kind of gave away a lot of game in the base version of like Valhalla, for instance. Like, the, gotcha, yeah. that was two hundred dollars that we could have we could have paywalled fifty of those hours and called it an expansion. So I I think they're going to do stuff like that for this game. I think that they it is ultimately going to end up being a very bloated game, but it's going to sort of be piecemealed with expansion content that's going to feel kind of like, all right, why is this an expansion? It just kind of feels like more of the same. I think they're going to kind of splinter this game up in almost like chapters in a way and, uh, that's going to feel really shitty. Yeah. I, I Yeah. And, and that sucks because really what I want is a, a focused narrative. I mean, one of the things that we loved about Assassin's Creed when they came, when it came out is it had a very interesting setting, but a very interesting narrative and story, even though it had that future stuff mixed with that, with the past and the DNA and then you seeing right. the actions of your ancestors. I think the stories that were being told within those worlds were super interesting and complete stories in, in that they were telling you a specific thing. There was a, a specific uh, bad guy. Like it, it was a very traditional way of telling a story. And I kind of want that with 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 the new game, but the way you're what you're saying is that we won't get that, and that's disappointing. And I don't disagree. However, I think with the whole kind of uh, way that games as services have been going, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Assassin's Creed Infinity thing that we've heard about and they've talked about is is kind of canceled in in that way. I, I think that we're still going to get those bloated games, sure, but I don't know if the Infinity thing is gonna is gonna be the thing that 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 is the future of this franchise. Mirage sold well. I think it sold among the top ten games of the year, uh, and I I really think that I hope really is that mm-hmm. they really take that into consideration and 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 really have their cake and eat it too with bringing in the fans that they love the new fans but also fans like us bring us back because if the next assassin's creed game is just like odyssey or 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 anything like that i i i want no part of it i'm I'm out out. valhalla was a a a fucking miserable experience the first 10 15 hours of that game were very interesting and then it goes places where it has no it's like padding for no reason because it just wants you it wants to to bolster that 100 100 hour experience and then adds i want no part of that i hated it was was padded padding (laughs) i'm telling you i hated the fuck out of that game honestly oh man well, so let's I, hope I, for the best. Yeah, let's hope for the best, and I hope that uh, Ubisoft uh, it ha- it shows a little humanity. God damn it, you fucking <clears throat> corporate pigs! No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, oh god! <laughs> all right, I'm I'm gonna take my turn now. I'm gonna start talking now. Um, all right, for my second prediction, Pablo. See, this is why I also hate you because you just kind of loosely throw around a prediction that I'm gonna be making in the next round because Bioshock Four. <laughs> will be officially revealed by 2K Games and Cloud Chamber, who was the developers. Uh-huh. The game is going to take place sometime in the 1970s. Okay. Okay. 1970s. You're going to hear some kind of, you know, like very spooky sounding, like, do the hustle. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like that Fallout kind of thing where they play like the old classic song and then they zoom out and then it's just like fucking, like everything's in ruins wherever the new location is going to be. You're going to get something like that. Um, and I think it is going to come out in 2025. It's not going to compete with okay. Judas. It's not going to be a war between the two. It is going to come out next year. But I, I do think that the game has been in development long enough at this point that they're going to have oh, something yeah. to show by the end of the year. That's my prediction. But yes, okay. Bioshock 4 is coming. I'm not going to predict where it's going to be because I, I tried wrapping my head around that. I'm like, okay, they already did the sky. They did the water. They did... Yeah, I, they did. Uh, you know, System Shock was in a, a, a spaceship. Like, I yeah. don't know where they're going next, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some tie-ins to, you know, very heavy sure. tie-ins to, like, you know, the original Bioshock's location of Rapture, or Andrew Ryan might have. Maybe he has like a long lost child that somehow, right. like, I'm gonna do what my father couldn't do and I'm make a- the make the right Rapture, and right. you know, and it turns into another hell breaking loose type of place again. I don't know. I hope but something's gonna happen. I, I honestly think that it's probably not going to take place in anywhere fantastical. I think it'll take place like on land. It, Maybe it, an like, island or something. An island. Make it and lean into that. Into that. Um, into that Jim Jones fucking um, uh, cult like mentality thing. Like where it's like people are all about that like literally drinking the kool-aid that's where all that came from where you know he, all those people died by drinking that poisonous kool-aid because jim jones motherfucking ass was like a prophet <laughs> or something uh but yeah I, I would love that man i love bioshock i am one of those guys that admittedly um i know it's, i love bioshock infinite i know it's stupid i know that, that it's so overindulgent in its premise but i do love that and i would love to see more of that as uh as the <laughs> 
I just thought if it's <laughs> okay. So if it takes place on an island, all right. What if instead of big daddies, you get chased around by island boys? <laughs> oh man, I hate that I cackled at that. That's oh my god. You just hear them singing from a couple of like feet away. And- boy. <laughs> the white boy dreads pop out of the hole and they just start crawling around. Oh man, that's uh, that'd, that'd be terrifying. That'd be terrifying. Uh, you're here third- first, gents. All right, go ahead. <laughs> my third prediction uh, for third parties. Guys, did you know that Resident Evil remakes are absolutely incredible? I think Capcom- uh, apparently not. Apparently not. No, they don't, Pablo. Because every game of the year I've listened to is, but is there a uh, fuck off. Well, they're going to be bad about my prediction because I think Capcom has done something special with kind of reaching into the past to revitalize a franchise like Resident Evil, which was still relevant but had some diminishing returns with some of the titles. So. Why not do that again, except take a franchise, I mean, do that again by taking a franchise that's still relevant, but could use a remake treatment, and why not do that with a series that started off as a Resident Evil game, and let's go ahead and do a Devil May Cry remake, number one, the first game, remake that bitch from the ground up with the RE engine, make it as good, as beautiful, as incredible as uh, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4, and give me that, because honestly... I, that though, that's not a series that I have a lot of experience with. Um, I, I played some, I dabbled, I definitely played five, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, but I would love for them to go back to that first game, remake it, and, and, and because for selfish reasons, so I can enjoy it for the very first time. But I mean, it's right there. Obviously, you have Dino Crisis, uh, but I, I do feel like Devil May, Devil May Cry is has a little bit more relevancy than Dino Crisis at the moment, and. It it could it could do exactly for the franchise what what the Resident Evil remakes did. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, they'll remake in twenty twenty four. Not announced in twenty twenty four. Not coming out this year though. Uh, and mm. I would love to see that. That's the one that yeah. I said. If you didn't have it, you should definitely uh, be upset. No, I, I kicked around the idea. My my original prediction, and I scrapped it. So I'm I'm just gonna say for the hell of it what it was. But I, I had it um, being announced at the Xbox uh, showcase, and that it was gonna be a day one Game Pass drop. Uh, because if you recall, Devil May Cry yeah. 5 was revealed um, at the Xbox showcase right, years right. ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I would love to see Devil May Cry come back, but I think they have to answer a lot of questions about what they want the series to be in the, in the modern era. Um, I don't know if Devil May Cry 5 really answered a lot of those questions. It was like, hey, you remember Devil May Cry? It's more of that, you know? Yeah. Don't you miss it? And, and we did, but... I think gaming is is heading in a very different direction when it comes to stylish action games now, and I I, I hope that I hope that this game exists for sure. But I do yeah. hope that it is a, a reboot, or at least if it's not a reboot, then maybe a rethinking of what the Devil May Cry yeah. gameplay formula is. So yeah. And it- It'll probably closer to, to the latter in that it might be a, a remake of the first one, but it'll yeah. it'll it'll diverge a lot more f- than Resident Evil Two did when they remade it. And and there's mm-hmm. already the, that guy who made music for um who makes music for for Devil May Cry talking about um, yeah. I know well, there was a mobile game that came out yeah. and that was probably what he was talking about. But I mean, it could be it could be something else, you know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll That's see. A lot I of mean, work to put into a mobile game, so maybe yeah. there's some carryover there for a, yeah. A new this game. is definitely just out of left field. I'm just thinking about how amazing Resident Evil did and what that did for that franchise. Was, yeah, why not do that with Devil May Cry? I mean, 
do it for Dino mm. Crisis, but also the 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 other option would be definitely uh you know Devil May Cry. So we'll see. We'll see if if uh if if Capcom stays on board with the Resident Evil uh remakes or or they or they move on to something else. Yeah. Well, I shall stay tuned. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh my third prediction um involves a project that is now believed to be dead that I think is gonna come back. Um oh, hmm. Rockstar Games will revive the current-gen Red Dead Redemption 2 project, uh, and it will launch in August. It will be single-player only. It will have a 60 frames performance mode and a quality mode uh, with a whole bunch of enhanced textures and lighting updates and shadow updates, draw distance updates, you name it. It's going to come out at $49.99, but because it's Rockstar, no upgrade path for current owners. You're going to have to pony up. I'll All pony the way. Up. Yeah, and I know you will. You're going to do I just it played, I just played that game again last year, and I'll, I'll play that bitch again. No, we all love torture. Um, <laughs> some more than others. But, you know, now, I, I think it's going to happen. life, like, for controls and stuff, too? Like, modern controls? Uh, I don't think so. I, okay. Knowing Rockstar, I don't think they're going to go that crazy. Um, I think it's going to be mainly visuals and performance that kind of get, uh, you know... Uh, a new coat of polish uh, for this version of the game. I just think that they're going to want to have something out this year uh, that can help fund um, even more of the costs for GTA six. And I think this is an easy win. It's something people have been asking for. You just put out red dead redemption one out again. So why not do the same thing and kind of follow the similar model that the last of us is going through right now and just, you know, refresh, refresh these games, put them, you know, put them back out again, make them available and, you know, make some extra money and phone in some, you know, kind of half-hearted remaster project and and call it a day. So my next prediction was something very similar. So I'm going to go ahead and and switch it out with something else. But what my prediction was, uh, was the same thing except for Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, I think that oh okay like they're still do- they're still gonna do that for all the same reasons that you gave. I just thought it might be Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, because they were doing that. That's anyway, your heart so. talking though, bro. That's your yeah heart, yeah yeah that, yeah yeah. But, but but also the fact that they've already were working on that uh, according to rumors. So and they scrapped mm. it to to kind of put all hands on deck for for Grand yeah. Theft Auto 6. So I that so I'll, I'll I'll go switch that one out and make my another one that I had an alternative as my as my uh, number four. Uh, which it. I'll tell you what it is right now. I'll just put that in right now. And again, it's a hard thing, uh, but it's it's something that I feel is time. And I think that it's time Capcom announces Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney <laughs> Seven. Uh, I predict Ace Attorney Seven will be revealed in 2024, and for the first time ever, the game will have will be fully voice acted. Uh, if, for those of you who are familiar with with the franchise, there's no voice acting in the game at all. Uh, and, I, and I would be really excited for them to finally put that voice acting in there, emphasize those courtroom moments with with, with great voice acting. Um, long time fan of the series, I'm I'm kind of tired of the spinoffs. It's time uh, spinoffs. It's time to bring back Phoenix Wright onto into the fold and give him that mainline game that we've all been waiting for. If you're a fan of the Ace Attorney games, because uh, we're getting spinoff after spinoff, which is great, but. You know, it's time. It's time we, we we get that official mainline Ace Attorney Seven. Yeah, I think what I love about Capcom is their quirky side. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have a lot of really cool ideas. Um, whether it's Ace Attorney or something like Ghost Trick, Phantom mm-hmm. Detective, or whatever, they I, yeah. I love that they are always very 
very willing to push the envelope and do things that are just flat out weird. Um, they've always had that in their DNA, and I'm glad they never really lost it. And I think that I could see this happening, actually. I think this would be a great comeback time. Um, I, I would hate to see this at 70 bucks. I think this could be a great like $50 game. Maybe it comes yep. out. Maybe it's like Lead Skew is the new Nintendo platform or something like that. And you know, then it comes to other consoles later or something. But I think it'd be a great comeback. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. All For right. sure. Pablo, I got bad news. Uh oh. Got bad news, and it's not about my rash. Um, oh, okay. Well, thank you for sharing. It is about. Uh, See a dermatologist. <laughs> Here's the deal Telltale Games will announce their closure after releasing The Wolf Among Us 2. Okay. They'll get it out. Um, they, they have outsourced this game to another studio. I think they're going to get this done. However, I think this is going to be their last hope of making enough money to fund future projects. I don't think this game is going to sell well enough. Too much time has passed, and I don't think the game is going to live up to the standard of the first The Wolf Among Us, and ultimately, they will close their doors. Um, I think that, you know, I, I hate to have two studio closures in my predictions this year but i just think that's where the industry is trending right now for better or for worse and i do ultimately think that their last attempt at, at a comeback is going to fizzle out and they will be out of business so uh it's yeah. not it's not the same uh telltale it, it, it isn't. just isn't no. it, uh, and so that guy for 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 a while we've been we've been you know on the show talking about how excited we are are about uh, Wolf Among Us too. But I, I'll have to I, if if we did a, a most anticipated list right now, that game's not making my list. I, I just I I just don't think they're the same. Like I said, they're not the same studio, and I don't think they'll be able to kind of give us what we want, what we really want with that Wolf Among Us two uh, sequel. And uh, that's sad. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm at the end of the year. We're talking about um, you know Wolf Among Us two being a top ten game of the year for us. Uh, you know, but we'll see what happens. But I, I have my doubts. Uh, I'll admit that. Yeah. All right. I think we're at our fifth predictions now, aren't we? This that's is it. right. Yeah. Last one. All right. What do you got, man? So, because I don't know how to do this any other way, let's go back to to a heart uh, <laughs> a heart centric prediction here, uh, wishful thinking even. But I have this feeling, Marco. I have this feeling uh, that Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two will be absolutely amazing and will be critically acclaimed and will go down as one of the best RPGs of 2024. There's no reason for 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 me to to be this confident. A lot of red flags, you know, uh, the biggest one being the fact that it's been in development hell for a very long time. And it's even at one point been completely scrapped and restarted. Uh, new developer, the Chinese room, isn't known to make big RPGs. But I will say, they do have something uh, that other studios may not have. And that's writing chops, you know, uh, with games like uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture or Dear Esther, they know how to write a game. And they know how to how to really uh, punch up that dialogue and, and really tell a really really amazing story. And I think that's half the battle with with the Masquerade games is 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 that storytelling and that writing. Uh, the, the The gameplay could be uh, okay, could be decent, uh, but if that writing isn't there, you're not you're not going to get the, the the Masquerade experience. You know that's just not going to happen. But I I really think that. The fact that they didn't outright cancel this game, the fact that they have this studio on it, and they've been 
pretty open about, hey, this game's coming out next year, uh, and, and, and kind of even hyping it up a little. I think that they feel like they have something special, and we've waited so long for this. Uh, I don't know. I just had that feeling that it's going to come out, and it's going to shock the hell out of people, and it's going to be a, a great RPG. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the footage looked pretty solid, actually, from mm-hmm. what I see yeah. of the gameplay. Um, the, you know, like the, the dialogue portions still look like very pre-alpha. I mean, yeah. they said it was, but I mean, you could tell the lip syncing looks a little goofy and mm-hmm. some things look a little off. Um, I, I really hope and pray that they will somehow put out the first game online as like a primer for oh, yes. getting us ready for the sequel. It's been so long. It's been... Uh, stranded on PC forever. I just think it'd be a great opportunity to bring it over, let us get our feet wet, get immersed in this world, get our bearings, and then when the second game yeah. comes out, like you said, then we can appreciate it that much more. Because I think all we've had to work with is the is like that bad Royale game and a bunch of visual novels that sucked. That've been that's very not, bad. I mean, yeah. So who who? How can a newcomer look forward to Bloodlines yeah. Two? If we don't even know what is cool about the IP to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do think that um, what they're doing with, with Bloodlines 2 is is they're going to make it to where you don't need to play the first game. But I do think that it, it would be very good for people to, at the very least, understand what the mas- uh, what Bloodline the Masquerade is conceptually and what we're going to get with, with that RPG. Because it isn't a... It isn't like an action RPG by any stretch of the imagination. It's very conversational. It's like a immersive sim type of game. And so like people have to really, I want people to really understand what it is. So when they go into it, it's not like this having to wrap your head around this new concept. So I agree, man, that would be amazing. I would love to replay that game. I do have it on PC, uh, but I would love to play it on consoles. A little bit of a remaster there. That'd be awesome. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, man, my fifth prediction, um, Listen, man, I'm, I'm, this one's kind of like a hybrid of um, an Xbox slash uh, third-party prediction. So, okay. But I put it here because I think it's, it skews more towards excitement towards this company than Xbox. But nevertheless, I got news. Sega and Xbox are fucking. Oh, yeah, baby. And like the little Sega babies. Oh, they're going to make some babies. They're going to make some sweet babies together. And the first one is going to be an announcement of Persona 6. It's going to get a debut trailer sometime this year. You're going to see the anime cinematics, some town exploration, some combat. Uh, The kicker is it's going to be revealed at the Summer Games Showcase at Xbox, and it's going to be a day one game pass drop. This is going to be a big, big pickup for them because they're really going to try to put their foot in Japan's ass this year <laughs> by getting some excitement rejuvenation in that market. Um, they just hired somebody from PlayStation, I believe, that's going to be heading up that initiative. I think they really have been courting Sega with Persona for a number of years, paying them a handsome sum of money for the old games. I think it's all going to culminate in Persona 6. being a, a, a It's going to be a very limited time Game Pass job. I see this as like a six-month thing, and it's going to be yeah. off Game Pass, and then you're going to have to pay a la carte for it. But that's one part of it. The other thing that's going to happen from the smashing going on, going raw, is... Hey, the third game in the Judgment series will finally be confirmed. I had this as well. It will be at the Summer Game Showcase as well. It Let's will go. be a day one Game Pass drop as well. And, I, and just for fun, I predict it's going to be called Final Judgment. And it will be the final game in 
the series. This will be a trilogy. This will be a send off for uh, the lead character. And, and I think from here on, it'll either turn into a spinoff uh, with the other characters in the game. Uh, like Kaito or something, or yeah. it'll be done entirely. But I think this will be the end of the road. Final judgment. Persona Six coming to Game Pass. It's gonna get crazy. I'd love to see. Uh, I would love to see Judgment Three. See Yagami. I like Yagami. People tend to not really love him, but I, I love him quite a bit. They already have Infinite Wealth uh, coming into Game Pass uh, uh, when it releases. So they they're already on, they're already with they're, Sega. They're no, already I'm in thinking- the. Infinite Wealth ain't coming to Game Pass. I think it is, isn't it? Mm-mm. No. Uh, well, I thought that. it. Yeah, check that. But I, I, no, I, think... I think it was just the man who erased his name. Okay, I thought I thought them. they said yeah, but yeah, that would be great because I, I think Sega and 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 Xbox already have like a yeah, very it won't be a, it, it won't be on uh, Game Pass. Okay, okay, uh, but it'll be ve- th- that relationship has already been established, so like it, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. I want I wanted to go further and say that PlayStation, I mean Xbox, will purchase Sega, but Sega's already on record saying that they're not going to do that. Yeah. Why buy the cow when you're getting the milk? Is yeah, that yeah. Kinda, whatever that saying is. Yeah, I think that applies I think, here. I think that's nasty, but yeah. Especially in the context of what I said about them smashing. That's excellent. <laughs> that's worse. Um, but look, man, um, there's all of our predictions for 2024. I must say, I think we uh, we went all out this year, if I say so myself. Um Pablo, you know, um, we got a couple minutes of extra time on our hands, and, and this is kind of me improving here. But, you know, going back to the big three uh, before we wrap up, if you were to give, based on your predictions and based on your general headspace about where you think the big three is headed in 2024, if you had to predict a letter grade for, the, you, for what you think their years are going to be like, good, bad, or ugly, yeah, what would you give the big three? What do you think each of them is going to get, real quick? Just, just based on what we talked about and, and the possibilities here, I'd give or Nintendo. Or just the gut an, feeling you have. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think Nintendo is going to get an A plus. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think Xbox will have a solid B plus. Okay. And I think that uh, PlayStation will have a B. Um, I mm. do think that with with Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth and 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 uh, the possibility of my prediction of Ghost of Tsushima two, I I think that they'll have a really solid year. It's just that, that we're not going to get a lot of stuff in between the, that time. But Xbox is it, 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 it is positioned to release a lot of games this year, and Nintendo with a new console. And if we get those those games coming out, I I have even a bit I have even a, a bigger prediction. Let me let me go on the limb here and say, okay. When it's all said and done, and this is for us how we feel. I think we're gonna feel that 2024 was a better year than 2023 when it comes to to, to the totality of video games that, that come out in terms of quality, how we feel about them. Uh, so I, that's kind of where I'm at. I, that's like my overall prediction. I, I really do think that when it's all said and done. We're going to be like, I know people love 2023, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, obviously. But I think 1 through 10 this year is going to be crazy for us. I honestly do. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we're, no disappointments like last year, but that's inevitable. But I really do think that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so much more excited for 2024 than 2023, man. I feel like... 
I feel like a lot of the 2023 best year ever. I think a lot of that was just a lot of people parakeeting each other after a while. I, I, yeah. I don't feel like the, the year was, was that great. I do think that the highs were high, but I do think there were a lot of lows. And I think if, especially with how you look at the industry's health right now with all yeah. the layoffs and studios going out of business and stuff, it's hasn't been a great year for the industry. So to, to call it the best year in gaming, I think is, is kind of a straw man you know, opinion or argument so. in a way, because it's just focusing on software where I think there's a lot of other components to how the industry moved this year. That was kind of spooky. So yeah, I wasn't of that camp, honestly at all. Um, so I, I'm with you there. I think we'll look back on 2024 and go, this was a really fun year of, of new beginnings for Nintendo and some interesting games, some IP that we're really, that we really love uh, and so on and so forth. I would say I'm not too far apart from you on the letter grades though. I think, I think Nintendo is going to have an A kind of year. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, uh, some letdowns about the next Switch. I do think that's going to happen. I think the the Switch of everybody's dreams, the successor of everybody's dreams, is maybe not what we're going to get in reality. Um, there are rumors lately that it is going to be more of an iterative console than something that's a flat-out like revolution in comparison to the Switch. I think that's probably true. And I think that will lessen some of the excitement. But I think that the, the games, especially as some of our predictions come true, will carry yeah. them up to an A. Um I think Xbox is going to have the year we think they're going to have on paper. I, I don't. I don't see a lot of huge shocking surprises for them. I think um, they're they're in store for the year. They they've kind of told us is coming with the occasional like you know like I said the gears thing maybe or something like that. Um, I think they're going to have a, a really sturdy B year uh, as well, which I think you gave them the same thing if I'm not mistaken. B plus. That's it. Um, B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going B. I think they're going to okay. have a couple of weird months where things aren't like great. Um, PlayStation, I think, is actually going to have a B minus year, and I, they're going to stumble into it because that's they just stumble into excellence. Because even though it is going to be light on first party studios, at least from my predictions point of view, yeah, uh, their third party exclusives, I think, are going to actually bang. Uh, I, I think fire that so far. Rebirth is gonna is is gonna probably be a huge game of the year contender, so that's a boon for them. Uh, even though it's not their game per se, right, Silent right. Hill Two I think is going to come out in great shape. Um, you know, yep. overall, Stellar Blade looks really good. Pacific Drive I think it, I think I slept on that game for open critic predictions. I looked at that trailer that just came out about a month ago again. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, this might be actually kind of good. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna stumble into this third party burden shouldering strategy they've got right now, and they're gonna actually come out like. Hey, we had a really good year. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's going to work for them. So uh, I, I say B minus, and I think they will ultimately sort out a lot of their internal uh, stuff, for lack of a better term, and, and end up yeah. with a pretty decent year. Yeah, it can't it can't be worse than last year for them. Uh, it, it, it better not be. It better not dare sure. be. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I, just a quick point. I I, I kind of looked at some more Stellar Blade stuff, and I was too harsh on that game too on on a Metacritic or Open yeah. Critic games because I think that game looks fucking fire. Actually, uh, but oh, we yeah. all think it looks fire. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that booty. <laughs> that booty. Yeah, uh, but listen, um, that <laughs> is going to do it for this week's. Uh, prediction special look uh starting next week we are going to go back to our regularly scheduled program in terms of our format we will see the return of loadouts in 2024 we will catch you up on all the things we've been playing 
over the holiday break and beyond and let you know what we've been up to. Uh, we'll be back with hopefully some juicy news stories to fill out our new segment, which we call Hit Points. And of course, we will have a very exciting uh, checkpoint topic lined up for you as well. So stay tuned for all of that uh, to come next week. But until then, thank you for listening to our show this week. We hope you had a good time listening to all of our batshit predictions. And we'll catch you next week. So take it easy. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, that's no. No, cut that That's going to be my thing for 2024. Take it out in post. 2024. I mean, bye, everybody. Bye. I'm stopping recording. All right. We're going to record that later.